our Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosher. Follow him on Twitter, too, at Marcus underscore Mosher. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button and help others find the show as long as it's not your league mates. Hmm. We're talking some more Dynasty fantasy football this week. How are you, Marcus? I'm doing really well, Kate. I'm excited to get into our uh, our topic today because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, if you guys have missed it, please go back and listen to our last couple of episodes. We've covered some players to sell if you're in rebuild mode, players to buy if you are in win now mode. And now we're gonna we're gonna flip the script a little bit. We're gonna say uh, players to buy when you're looking to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the the caveat here, you know, obviously these guys that we're gonna talk about today, I, I don't think you should look to them as the centerpieces of your offense. That is key. But I think all of these players that are on our agenda for today have a really good chance of outplaying their ADP, whether that's in dynasty startups or their trade value in your fantasy football leagues. Marcus, why don't you kick us off with your guy, number one? Yeah, so first and foremost, uh, I wanted to say that there's no running backs on our list. And it's typically because when you're rebuilding, running back is really like the last piece that you want to grab, Kate, right? Because by the time the rest of your roster is ready, a lot of times those running backs decrease in value. So that's that wants to be the last piece of your rebuild. Today we're looking at primarily wide receivers and tight ends that can provide value that you can start right away and that maybe have higher ceilings than what their current value shows. So I'm going to start with Henry Ruggs and I'm going to make the case for him basically looking at the, the wide receiver values right now because you can look at Jalen Waddell and he is going significantly higher in startup drafts than what Henry Ruggs is. And it doesn't make so much sense to me, Kate, because Henry Ruggs is younger. Uh, he I think he plays with a better quarterback than than what Waddle's going to play with. I think Carr is just better. Ooh. Ruggs had, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's all that hot of a take. but uh, It feels a little spicy. It's you, you think a little so? caliente. A little caliente. I would say I would say we don't fully know yet, but I will say that we know what Derek Carr is. And I, he's I think good. we have a, I think he's I think he's been I think he's gotten I, better every year. He has been better and I think uh, with each year in Gruden's system he has shown some evolution, but I'm never going to look at Derek Carr and say he's a clutch quarterback. No, but that's not all that important for fantasy, right? Like we True. just need we just need somebody who can accurately deliver the ball down the field, and we saw that last year with Nelson Aguilar, right? Aguilar, despite really not playing a lot early in the season, still finished as the wide receiver thirty four last year. Um, Henry Ruggs was going to be Nelson Aguilar until he got injured early on in the season. He was dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, we saw him make a lot of big plays. The average uh, depth per target last year. 17 best in the NFL. Um, I I just think Ruggs, especially in best ball dynasty uh, leagues, is, is he's got a really high ceiling because he's just going to be able to create big plays every time he touches the ball. And the best thing I like about him, Kate, 
He is so freaking cheap right now, it's ridiculous. Let me let me read you off some trades that I just found from Dynasty League Football. Are you ready? I'm ready. Josh Reynolds straight up for Henry Ruggs. Okay. All right. Not please bad. tell Not please tell me you're on the Henry Ruggs side on that one. I am. I am. Okay. And and that's for upside. Though I will say, I think Josh Reynolds is an interesting acquisition for a team in win now mode this is just sort of a an aside mm. josh reynolds we have seen him be fantasy relevant from time to time he's virtually free and he could actually have a decent shot at a at a target share there in the titans offense i think he's i think he should be thought of a little bit more than he is i'm not saying yeah, go buy him in every single league but that's that's besides the point all right so yes you win okay. i'll take rugs <laughs> all right ronald jones i I mean, I know Ronald Jones had a decent year last year, but there's no way that I'm I'm trade or I'm giving up Henry Ruggs for Ronald Jones. All right, and this is where it gets really interesting. If you're looking for draft picks and you want to just trade away like some draft picks, I saw two point one twelve, so the last pick in the second round in the league, and then a two thousand twenty two second round pick for Henry Ruggs. I, I just think that's stealing because again, this was the first receiver drafted last year. The wide receiver depth chart in in Vegas isn't great, and I just think Ruggs is talented. It it might not be the most consistent in the world, but I do think he's going to have five, six games every year that you're going to want him in your starting lineup. That is actually very interesting. It's so funny. I think we've gotten just so impatient in terms of waiting for that production because I'm looking at the ADP from last year's rookie drafts, 2020, he was going as right around at the end of the first round. Since when did we get so impatient that we needed, needed our wide receivers to mm-hmm. produce so early on? I think we've just been so spoiled with the Justin Jeffersons, the CD Lambs. We've we've been so spoiled in that in that regard. Um, I think this is an interesting pick. I'm going to counter you okay. with a wide receiver who was. Uh, not too far behind in rookie ADP last year, 2020. I'm talking about wide receiver Denzel Mims of the New York Jets, the new New York Jets, mm-hmm. not the old New York Jets, the <laughs> new New York Jets, where we have a new coaching staff, a competent head coach. We have uh, we have a new quarterback, which I think that's really exciting. I think we're looking at Zach Wilson. We don't totally know what he's going to be yet, but. I think we know he has big playability. I think that's really the only thing we know about him. They w- made some work on the offensive line, but Denzel Mims, he's sort of fitting into the spot where I do think he could be an immediate impact player. You have Elijah Moore likely to, to line up in the slot there. Uh, Jamison Crowder, I don't totally know where he fits in in this picture, but Denzel Mims, he's going as the wide receiver 55 in Dynasty startups. Wide receiver 55. Now, that's going back. Let's look at the, the prospect he was coming in. 40-yard dash. He ran a 4-3-8. Uh, he has burst. He has speed. He's got a big catch radius. Dominator rating, 42.3%. Mm-hmm. That's in the 86th percentile. Breakout age of 19.9. I, I just think we're overlooking this prospect because he had his rookie season with a bad quarterback. I don't think we can really evaluate him at all until we see some more confidence. I'm not saying I envision the Jets to be this this super productive offense. 
generally speaking, wide receivers don't produce as uh, crazily with rookie quarterbacks under center. But I mean, we've seen it happen. We've seen it happen with Joe, or sorry, uh, yeah, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Denzel Mims, I just think the prospect that he was coming into the league, he's being a little undervalued, I think, because of the the draft class he was in, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm, I'm going to take Denzel Mims over most of the wide receivers from this class easily, any day. All right, so that's a good one. I, I agree Denzel Mims is a good buy-low candidate. Um because you, you did see, I mean, he missed, what, the first six games of the season on the injured reserve list, and he came in, and he looked pretty good when he was on the field. My only concern is is the volume, right? Because they did bring in Corey Davis. They did bring in Elijah Moore. I think he's going to have to compete for targets, and that not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. He's going to have to earn them. But let's compare our two guys here, Kate. Which one would you rather target if you are a rebuilding team, Mims or Ruggs? It's Mims for me. Uh, I just think he has a, a better size. I think Denzel Mims, when I'm looking at alpha wide receiver one potential, I think Denzel Mims has a higher likelihood of becoming a prototypical alpha wide receiver one. He's 6'3", 207 pounds. I agree. He, he's, you know, so hard to judge, I think, just especially because not only did he have the poor offensive system, terrible coaching, a terrible quarterback. But the injuries that you mentioned, he had a hamstring injury. And we know those are just so deadly to the wide receiver position because it it's a nagging injury. They can't get to full speed. It's just it, – it can wreck your entire season. I, I agree with you. I do think Fuller – excuse me. I think Mims has the, the higher ceiling – I just think I, I like Ruggs' floor more because he has that first-round draft capital, uh, because there's just not a lot of targets. Uh, I think he could have Don't a, forget, Denzel Mims has second-round draft capital. That's true. It's true. It's late second-round draft capital, but it's true. I, again, I, I just think I think I feel better about Ruggs becoming a weekly wide receiver, too. Somebody like uh, a Will Fuller, if he's healthy. I, I think that's more likely than Mims becoming a wide receiver one. But I don't necessarily disagree that, that Mims has a higher ceiling. We will be right back, and then we will get into some more buy now candidates for your rebuilding teams. Just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking about buy now candidates for your rebuilding rosters. These are guys that they're not going to be the centerpiece of your offense maybe right now. But we do think they can 
provide a lot of uh, perhaps upside and and value compared to where they're currently being drafted or where their you know their trade value is at this time. We talked about Denzel Mims. We talked about Henry Ruggs. Give me your next guy. For me, it's Blake Jarwin. Um, if you're if you're not sitting well at the tight end position and you don't have one of those top, I don't know, Kate, what four or five guys. I mean, after I think after Kyle Pitts and Darren Waller, there's a pretty significant drop off. Blake Jarwin is the guy that I'm targeting for a, a lot of different reasons. Um, first and foremost, the offense is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Would not shock me at all if the Cowboys have the number one offense in the NFL next year. Um, they're just absolutely loaded. Last year, Blake Jarwin got hurt in week one. He tore his ACL. It was really unfortunate because he was going to be he was going to be a, a top 12 tight end. And we actually saw his backup, Dalton Schultz, be tight end 11 last year. And when you watch Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin play, it's pl- pretty clear that Jarwin is the far superior receiver, way better after the catch, uh, way more athletic. So... If Dalton Schultz can be the tight end 11 with four different quarterbacks, you know, and Dak Prescott only playing in four of the starts that Schultz made, I think Jarwin can certainly outproduce that. Uh, I think he's got double-digit touchdown potential, and he's currently being drafted as like tight end 25, tight end 26, wow. and you can get him for absolutely nothing. In a tight end premium league, Kate, he went for Philip Lindsay straight up, who is basically going to be just... Uh, a lost, back. Yeah, lost in Houston. Daz Newsom straight up in a trade. Anthony McFarland straight up in a trade. A running back that'll never see the field in Pittsburgh. If you want a high upside tight end that's probably going to get a lot of volume with a great quarterback, Blake Jarwin is the way to go. I I don't hate it. I I think the nice thing about tight ends is that you don't have to do a ton, right? You, yes. You don't have to set the bar too high for some potential production. I want to talk about another uh, 2020 wide receiver. Apparently, I just want to give some props to the the underrated wide receivers in this class. I am talking about Michael Pittman, the wide receiver 40 in terms of dynasty startup ADP right now. He is 6'4", 223 pounds. He's with the Colts. And you know what? He's got some nice draft capital to go with him in the 2020 season. Uh, NCAA, sorry, 2019 season, he ranked 10th in receiving yards. He had 11 receiving touchdowns. I think we're undervaluing Michael Pittman's status just as the future of the Colts receiving core. Uh, We have T.Y. Hilton, of course, still there, but I mean, he's hanging on by a thread, right? How long do you realistically think T.Y. Hilton is going to last? It can't be more than another season, right? No, this is T.Y.'s last season, in Indianapolis at least. I think it has to be, and you know what? They're they're sort of turning over a new leaf. This is their their time where they're able to rejuvenate the offense a little bit. We got some footage, I think it was yesterday, of Carson Wentz throwing the ball in Indy. He reunites with his old favorite coach, Frank Reich. And let's talk about his last season with Frank Reich. It was the season where he was voted to the Pro Bowl, In 13 games, he had 3,200, almost 3,300 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I am not a Carson Wentz fan, but in their final season together, the Eagles did rank 13th in pass attempts. He's still young. There's still so much room to grow, especially if this is a good pairing. If if 
Carson Wentz can, you know, flourish under this coaching staff and they have a, a vibe together, I'll take it. I just think Michael Pittman, again, prototypical. Uh, I, I think he can serve as the true alpha wide receiver in that in that offense. And we're just not really giving him a, a second glance because of, again, a just a, a tiresome rookie season that didn't really show out compared to the billions and billions of receiving yards that Justin Jefferson managed. Yeah, I like this call. So I, Pittman actually performed way better than I think people think at the end of the year. So in his last 10 games, uh, he had 550 total yards. Um, not bad, averaging you know 55 yards a game uh, on about four receptions. He was averaging just under 14 yards or just over 14 yards per catch. Um, the the problem is the touchdowns. He only had one touchdown all of last year. Is that number going to go up? I kind of think so. I think that they're going to be a little bit more aggressive trying to get the ball to Michael Pittman in the end zone, in the red zone. Uh, but yeah, I think he only did. had a single target in the end zone last season. I have to imagine that's going to change. That increases. Yeah, that's going to change. And again, when you're 6'4, 220 pounds, you're going to see targets. So again, uh, it's not a Justin Jefferson rookie season, as you mentioned, but it wasn't bad either. I think we certainly saw signs of life at the end of the year. Hopefully, with an improved quarterback going into the second year with a full offseason, Pittman can boost that up to 65, 70 yards a game. And let's talk about the draft capital, too. Early second round, drafted 34th overall. That's that's really nice. Uh, that's, that's, you know, a wide receiver that's been drafted under this current regime. He's obviously a guy they really liked a lot. I think we're giving up on him too quickly. And he is a guy that I think could be a, a weekly wide receiver too. If, if things go right in Indy and things continue to blossom, you know, you have a good run game. They have such a balanced offense. They have a good offensive line. They have an upgraded quarterback. Why not? Why not? I, I like it. Um, I, I got another one, Kate, to, to give you, but we should probably t- take a break before we do that. Are you ready to try the best tasting protein bar ever? Look no further than Built Bar. Built Bars are soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, and they are great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat with a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber option with Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and six delicious new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They've got a flavor for whatever you might be craving. Right now, Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off of your next order using promo code LOCKEDON. Go check out BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, for 20% off your next order. Start off this new year right, and let's go ahead and get fit together. And what better way to do so than indulging in a delicious and healthy treat? BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Hey, Lockdown Dynasty fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT to 231231. 
This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels, increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenix Thermo, their most powerful fat killer ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back in to the Locked on Dynasty football podcast. We have talked about some exciting buy now candidates for your rebuilding teams we just talked about michael pittman we've talked about denzel mims blake jarwin give me your last and final guide to close out the show why not mike williams i i we've been talking about guys that are younger but why not mike williams he's still only 26 years old He's paired with a good quarterback. Uh, Last year, he dealt with a shoulder injury all year long. And I know that's been the knock on Mike Williams before is his health. But, Kate, this is is surprising to me. Do you know how many games Mike Williams has missed over the last three years? I don't. Go ahead and guess. Actually. Two. He's only missed two games over the last three years. Now, he's been dealing with injuries, but I think that speaks to his toughness that he's been able to battle through, uh, you know, shoulder injuries, lower leg injuries. I think Mike Williams on this team with Justin Herbert with an improved offensive line, I think he could get back to that thousand yard season that like we saw in 2019 in close to double digit touchdowns. Uh, Keenan Allen's getting a little bit older. Uh, they didn't really add much to the wide receiver core this offseason. I, I still like Mike Williams quite a bit, and I think you can get him pretty cheap. We're seeing his ADP, you know, at one point this offseason, it was at 138. Uh, he's being valued with other guys like Gabriel Davis, Darnell Mooney, and he's just in a better offense than like Mooney, for example. I think you can get him really, really cheap, uh, cheaply right now, and I think that's a that's a good buy low candidate for teams that want a solid. And you wide know what? He's he's definitely got the upside. We've seen that he has a lot of draft capital. He's the the former seventh overall pick. Any concerns about the mm-hmm. the contract situation? Because this could be his last season with the Chargers. I think there are some concerns there, I'm not going to lie, but I do think the Chargers would like to bring him back because him and Keenan Allen do work well together. They complement each other's strengths well. Um, I, I think it's more likely that he's back with the Chargers, but if he's not, I, I, I expect him to get a big contract in free agency because there's just not many six foot four, 220-pound guys that can make plays down All the right, field. I'm going like to give can. one more name just to close out the show as an honorable mention. He's a name that's been circulating through the Dynasty community, but I feel like the buzz has died down enough that we need to mention him. Cole Komet, tight end for the Bears, 6'4", 262 pounds, saw 515 receiving yards and six touchdowns in his final season with Notre Dame. We're definitely definitely all high, I think, on Cole Komet and the potential opportunities he could have, uh, especially now that they've gotten this upgrade at the quarterback position, but... We haven't seen Jimmy Graham formally cut. I think everybody was banking on 2021 to be the the breakout year because they didn't picture Jimmy Graham, who did, uh, who pictured Jimmy Graham to still be uh, a... a, No, Jimmy Jimmy Graham Graham. was waiting for the phone call that he had been cut and it just never came. So if somebody, if, if the Cole Komet owner in your league is getting impatient and is worried that we're not going to see that breakout this season just because of the extra bodies there. I do think that there's a massive potential for 
a target share to come. And Cole Komet, he's just he's an athletic guy. He ran a four seven forty. He's got he's got all of the traits that you would like, and I think he's a capable pass mm-hmm. catcher. Could have the opportunity. I just needed to throw that name in there just in case. It never hurts to ask your league mates what their thoughts are on a trade. <laughs> that is it for today's show. Everybody be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a single episode. Leave us those five-star reviews. I am your host, Kate. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And please be sure to follow my co-host, Marcus Mosier, on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Locked on Dynasty. And be sure to tune back in Monday.